Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. I'm Luke, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Hey everybody, it is so good to be back. We've been away for a few weeks now. We are all away um, doing other things. We weren't able to get a recording out to you guys, so it's super good to be back and I have Cassie and Hayden with me today. So how have you two been and what have you been up to since last time you were here in the studio? I've been good, thanks, Luke. We've had big camp in the holidays and now we're getting back into school. Yeah, I've been good as well, thanks, Luke. Yeah, you know, big camp went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was really spiritual and I got a lot out of it. And now just getting back into school. Nice, that's awesome. I was at big camp too. Did you know that everybody that has been involved in Table and Explorers was at big camp this year? That's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Like all the young people were there. Um, I was going to try and get us all together, but I was super busy helping run the junior tent. And that's just a full-on tent to be running. You know, we had our morning meeting. We had activities after lunch. And then, um, you know, we had the night meeting we had to prepare for. So, yeah, it was just super busy. So what were you guys doing at Big Camp? Were you involved in a tent or were you just there hanging out? Yeah, we sure were. Um, Donna actually asked us to host for the high school tent. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. How did that go? It was pretty good. The first few nights were a little bit rough, but we got into it, and yep. yeah, the teens got more into it as we went on. So what was sort of making it rough? Well, I guess we didn't exactly know what to expect, so we sort of mm-hmm. got yeah. there, and our first icebreaker really stuffed up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what happened? Why did it stuff up? What was going on? Yeah, so we had an icebreaker planned that went for about 10 minutes and (laughs) we didn't keep their attention for long enough. So it started to get a bit out of hand and chaotic. But after that, we learnt short icebreakers are better. (laughs) Yeah. How did you guys go with trying to interact with the teens? Like I was over the junior tent and I knew you guys were hosting and I would love to have gone over and supported you, but I ended up, our host for um, the junior tent didn't show up. So that I ended up having to do that. So I ended up with that the day before camp started. So I couldn't come and support you because I was in another tent and with all the meetings at the same time. And yeah, I was at juniors and juniors are quite easy to, you know, be energetic and mm, like definitely. capture and get them involved. Like teens are a lot harder. And like, mm. how did you guys go with that with interacting with the teens and stuff? Yeah, well, at the start, it was really hard, but towards yep. the end, they're giving us good crowd support and everybody yep. was, you know, getting involved. So it was good by the end, but yeah, it was difficult at the start. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was pretty fun. terrifying, like starting off, um, like talking to your peers. Mm, Cause you, yeah, these are your peers. It's not yeah. like, yeah. like I'm over in the junior tent. I'm obviously not a junior. Yeah. You're way older. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jess. <laughs> oh, well, you know what I am? I am a lot older than the juniors and you know, it's easier when you're talking to people a lot younger than you. Like I find yeah. it like I'm I'm a pastor and I'm I preach and when you know, I'm preaching to kids and young people I'm okay but when I'm preaching to people that are my own age or older you know they're my peers mm-hmm. and it is a lot harder and you guys are only sort of 16 17 yeah. and you're talking to that age group like that must have been daunting like how did you yeah what happened with you guys as you were going through that process on um, the first night definitely the worst night there yeah. was a few people that we heard in the crowd like saying like they were bad hosts. Oh no, that would have been which, yeah, hard. I was like first night I'm like, yeah, I'm quitting. This is so terrible. Yeah. But um yeah, we pushed through 
and we got through and then we yeah like Hayden said we had really good crowd support towards yep. the end and everyone was coming up like oh you guys are the host you're doing such a good job yep. and it ended up really good oh that's awesome it's really good when you can um, hear that from your peers mm. and like good on you guys for taking that on like I to be honest if Dana asked me to host for the high school tent I'd probably say no yeah I'm like that's a tough gig and you guys um, smashed it and you did really well so I'm super mm, proud of you. you guys Hey, and you know how you guys would have done your decision cards two yep. times during um, big camp, and I got those results. As, oh. a, as a pastor, we um, get those results so we can look through that list to see what decisions that um, the kids have made. So I can look through and I can find those that are in my church and see what decisions they made. But I can also see everybody that was in the high school tent, and there was so many young people they were ticking for like they wanted Bible studies, they wanted prayer, and a lot of them wanted baptism as well and mm. giving their lives to Christ. And that only comes by the whole atmosphere of camp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it would have been a part of that what you guys did and connecting with the young people. It would have been about the speaker that you had over in the high school tent. Now, you guys had Boris over in the high school tent, didn't you? Yeah, he was so amazing and inspiring. Yeah, Boris. <laughs> Is that something you guys did every time you got up, did you? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so how did that come about? I don't know. It just sort of happened. Oh, did it? Yeah. It's always good sometimes when those sorts of things happen naturally. So what was something that like, you would take away? Like he spoke every night for just over a week. What was sort of something that you could take home from what he talked about? I actually ended up writing a few of his sermons down in my notes. Yep. I really enjoyed one that he did about slavery mm-hmm. and how that we are never free except through Christ because yep. he bought us. Boris summed this up by saying that we will never be free on this earth, either a slave to sin or a slave to Jesus. A slave in sin is just a slave, but a slave in Christ is a free man. Wow. Amen. I definitely want to be a slave to Jesus. Same. So, Hayden, how about you, buddy? Like, what did you take away from Boris's talks? Like, what was something that really stood out to you? I found his testimony really powerful, just like his story mm-hmm. and how God can change people so much to do what he wants them to do. Yeah. And testimonies are really like that, hey, mm. because we can share topics and stories from the Bible and they happened 2,000 years ago. Yes, they're relevant for us today, but when we share our story, what Jesus has done in our life, that's what can help change people's lives as well. Because I know when I have heard other people's testimonies, like it is empowering and knowing that, hey, if God can do that for that person, then he can do something for me. Yeah, yeah. and that's exactly why we have a testimony part mm. in our show. Speaking of our testimony part of the show, now, Cassie, you had an incident that happened at camp where you sort of feel like God really showed up and saved you. Would you yeah. like to share with us what actually happened? Yeah, so at big camp, a friend and I went down to Scott's Head Beach. And if you know Scott's Head Beach, it's usually a really calm beach, mm-hmm. not big waves, not usually rips, compared to Grassy Head, which is big waves and a lot of rips. So we went to Scott's Head. Um, some of my friends wanted to surf, and me and one of my other friends were just going to swim. Mm-hmm. And we got in the water, and there was quite a bit of a pull, like a rip. And we were like, oh, yeah, it's probably not that bad. So we just kept kind of swimming around. And then before we knew it, we were just out in the middle oh, <laughs> and no. so but- far away from where we started. Mm-hmm. And we were like, how did we get here? So we started to s- try and swim in and we couldn't. So oh, no. we were starting to freak out a bit. 
and she she did her bronze medallion the day before my friend and I was like, um, do you know what to do? And she was like, no, not really. Did she do a bronze in the pool? Yeah, in the pool. Yeah, so, so she, yeah. A bit pool pool bronze is a bit different than a, um, and a surf bronze too. Yeah. But, um, just because it's different environments, you need mm, different things. Completely different. Um, but yeah, so you've, as soon as you start panicking, everything starts getting a little bit harder, doesn't it? Cause yeah. you're not quite thinking straight mm. and everything. So this stage, you're getting sucked out a bit further and you're panicking and you're getting a bit scared. So what, what happened then? Yeah, it's starting to get pretty real. And I look over to my friend and I'm like, should we put our hands up? Like, we should probably yep. get some help because, you know, this is getting bad. We're getting pulled out more. Mm. And we are both saying our silent prayers. We're like, prepare us to die in case oh, we no. can't get out. And yep. I was getting tired. So we had our hand up and no one was coming. We saw that there was this, like, lifeguard um, gazebo, but we didn't know that it was just for the drones. It yep. was like just drones flying over, looking at water and whatever. Yeah. And it wasn't actually like people trying to like rescue people. So we were just having our hands up and we're like, um, we're really stuck at the moment. But then a person on the beach saw us with our hands up and they ran over to the lady that was doing the drones and they came flying down on the buggy and like, do you need help? And we're like, yeah, we need help. We've been here for ages. It felt like 20 minutes. It probably wasn't that long, but it felt long. So you could still communicate with them on the beach. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you weren't really that far off, but you were just sort yeah, of Yeah, it was like sandbank and then a big drop, so we couldn't yep. touch. And then like trying to get to the sandbank, we, we couldn't get to it. Oh, you couldn't get to the sand, okay. Yeah. So then but, but by the time they had got there, we were pretty much almost in anyway. We were just really tired. Yeah. So they were like, do you want us to help you still? And I was like, yes, please. I can't swim anymore. So, yeah, the guy that was just on the beach pulled me in and my friend got in okay. And then yeah. – they started to worry that I had secondary drowning because I was mm. coughing and spluttering everywhere. But I was just tired and I was all good. And, yeah, yeah that was our blessing that we You're made it to, through. Yeah, God gave yeah. you the strength to keep going. And, you know, when you have these sort of like these experiences that you feel like you're about to die, like, you know, it, it does sort of bring you back to crying out for God to help. Yeah, because we have these moments in life when we feel like we're drowning mm, and we we're so full of pride that we don't want to put our hand up. Just like me and my friend were like, should we put our hand up or are we going to be fine? Like, we might just be fine. Yeah. But the decision to put our hand up was ultimately the best decision because we ended up getting saved. Yeah. Just like when we put our hand up and reach out to God, He can come in and save us. Wow. And you know, that early prevention. Yeah. You know, like God's always there ready to help us. And we, mm. we do. We have to put our hand up and say, God, yeah, now's mm. the time when I need you to help. And yep. if we do that early enough, then mm. it saves us a lot of heartache. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I'm glad that you're okay. I was a little yeah, shocked too. too when I heard that. Um, he was like, did you know Cassie almost drowned? And I'm like, what? I was like, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. um, we're glad that you were okay and we're glad that God was looking after you mm. that day. So I just want to let you guys know something about our free offers that um, we've been offering on the show. You know, we have a system that we set that up and I've been getting some messages of people not receiving them and that was from like weeks and weeks ago. And I was trying to work out with the office on like, hey, why aren't these guys receiving their free offer? Because the system says that it's sent out. And, well, I had a button pressed that would say that it would sent out a message. So when the message sent out to say the free offer was on its way, the system thought that it only had to send that message and that it was sent out. So oh. nothing was being sent out. So if you guys have um, texted in for a free offer since our show has started pretty much, um, and haven't got it 
it is in the works of coming. You know, we did sort this out a month or so ago, but we are trying to get those books out to you. So please be patient. I'm sorry. I was the one that marked the wrong box in the system, but it is being fixed now. And so when you text into your free offers, you should be getting them um, hopefully very soon. Thank you, Luke. You're welcome. Well, today we have an awesome topic to be studying. It's study number 11 in the Secrets of Prophecy study guides, and it is titled Rest for the Soul. Now, I don't know about you, but especially after camp and everything that we've done and a busy week, having rest is very, very important. And this study is about finding what God has planned for each and every one of us to be able to have rest. We all live such busy lives, and sometimes it's hard to find rest. And this study is going to show us how we can get rest for our soul. And now you guys can follow along with our study and join in if you like. Hayden, how do they do that? Yeah, if you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP11 with no spaces to 04888831 for the PDF of today's study guide. So text SOP11 with no spaces to 04888831. Today, we are on study guide 11, titled Rest for the Soul. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Mark Miller with My Faith Has Found a Resting Place. My faith has found a resting place, not in device or creed. I trust the ever-living one, his wounds for me shall plead. I need no
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we're going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies of the Bible. Some of them have already been fulfilled, some of them are being fulfilled right now, and some will be fulfilled in the near future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible. If you are a keen student of the Bible or just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are for you. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers, or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. We are about to start our study, so if you would like to follow along with us, then text SOP11 with no spaces to 04888-80831. Our study is titled, Rest for the Soul. We're about to open God's Word and have a study. So we're just going to have a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you that we can come together and to study your word. And as we go through this topic and find out what rest you have for us, that we will be able to get a blessing from this, Lord, and that you will bless those that are listening and that you will help us to speak clearly and with clarity, Lord, that they will be able to know and understand what we are saying and what we are studying as well. We want to thank you for everything that you have done. We ask that you be with us now. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's fast-paced, multitasking, and socially disconnected lifestyle has resulted in unprecedented levels of stress. It seems as if our world has gone mad. We feel a sense of unease about all of this, a sense of insecurity, a sense of discontentment, a loss of control of our own lives. As financial security vanishes, concern over personal debt has increased. People are overworking to cope. In a global survey of business leaders, accountancy firm Grant Thornton reported that stress levels have increased by an average of 50% in the past 12 months. The highest stress levels were recorded in Southeast Asia, countries such as Australia, which was 48%, New Zealand, 46%, and the United States, 45% all recorded major increases in work-related stress. Personal reflection on any past week results in It Was Too Busy, Harried Housewives are talking about their time crunch. They work through the day and then perform a second shift at home. Quality time in needed sleep has been reduced and the stress of modern life is affecting families and relationships. A Cornell University study revealed that the average American father spends just 38 seconds each day in quality time with his children. Wow, that's not a lot of time, is it? Not really. Wow. Did you know, like, there is a breaking point, and personal health suffers along with emotional stability and resilience. A new condition called the Atlas Syndrome has appeared. It refers to the feeling of having the weight of the world on your shoulders. As people look for answers, a variety of solutions to stress have emerged. Harriet Myers, president of the Employer Consultant Group, the Confidence Centre, has suggested a number of interesting tactics to enable people to cope with stress. These include planting a tree, feeding birds, dancing a jig, taking a bubble bath, tickling a baby, and avoiding the wearing of tight clothes. Does God have a solution to the current day issues with stress? Does the Bible suggest a practical plan to help us to rest in a restless world? What did Jesus say to those weighed down with hard work and personal burdens? In this study guide, you will discover a lost secret that will help you become a closer friend to Jesus and develop a happy and healthy resilience within a stressful world. Question 1. What does Jesus promise to those who come to him when they are tired, weary, and stressed out? 
Well, we find the answer to this in Matthew 11, verse 28. It says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you would like some rest for your body, mind, and soul, then Jesus invites you to come to him. Yeah, you're right. And Jesus wants to spend time with you personally, quality time, regular time, time away from the frenetic pace of life. Yes, and we see this all throughout the Bible. Mm. God's people always set aside quality time. This is included a full day per week, totally dedicated to spending time in worship and rest with their Creator God. During this day of rest, the people would be refreshed and rejuvenated physically, mentally, and spiritually. Question 2. Where does the idea of a rest day come from, and what is it called? Genesis 2 verse 2 tells us, And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. And we find out what God called this day in Exodus 20 verse 10. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. We see from these verses that God established a day of rest at the origins of this world. After a busy six days creating the planet Earth, God rested on the seventh day. The word rest in the Genesis story is translated from the Hebrew word Shabbath. In other places of the Bible, the seventh day is simply called the Sabbath. You know, it was God who kept the first Sabbath day. This was at least 2,000 years before the birth of the Jewish race, 2,500 years before the giving of the law at Mount Sinai, and 4,000 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible says the Sabbath is so important, it is called the Sabbath of the Lord your God. This leads us into question number three. What did God do to the seventh-day Sabbath to set it apart from all other days of the week. We find this answer in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 3. And the Bible says, Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. God not only rested on the seventh day, he also blessed it. To bless literally means to make happy. The Sabbath is not a boring day of restrictions. It was blessed by God to be the happiest day of the week. God also sanctified the seventh day. To sanctify literally means to set apart for holiness. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. God had such a wonderful experience on that first Sabbath day, He couldn't keep it to Himself. He gave it as a gift to all humanity. Yes, that's right. It is important to note that God has only ever blessed and sanctified one day. He has never blessed the first day, or the third day, or the fifth day. God did not bless the act of resting. He blessed the day itself. As a result, no matter how sincerely someone keeps a day holy, for example, Muslims keep Friday, it will never be the Sabbath. No human being can make a Sabbath or change the Sabbath. This honor is totally in the hands of the one created God. Question 4. How do we know the Sabbath remained important to God? Exodus 20 verse 8 says, Remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. God took the Sabbath day of rest and placed it right into the heart of the Ten Commandments. Of all the things God wanted His people to do, the Sabbath was placed in His top ten list of priorities for loving obedience. The Sabbath rest is not just a side issue. 
Anyone who disregards the Sabbath today is disregarding God's holy commandments. And you know, the Sabbath commandment is the only one which begins with the word remember. It is a tragic fact that the most forgotten commandment in the world today is the Sabbath. In a British survey, <laughs> over a thousand people were interviewed and asked about the relevance of the Ten Commandments. One of the least remembered and voted as most irrelevant commandment was the Sabbath. Only 4% of people had ever heard of it. A global count of those who keep the Bible Sabbath reveals that in this time of stress and hectic lifestyle, less than 1% of the global population keep the seventh-day Sabbath. It is no wonder God said, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP11 with no spaces to 04888-80831 for the PDF of today's study guide. So text SOP11 with no spaces to 04888-80831. Today, we are on study guide number 11, titled Rest for the Soul. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around and get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Andrew Peterson with God Rested. So they took his body down The man who said he was the resurrection and the life Was lifeless on the ground
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today, we're going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies in the Bible. Some of them have already been fulfilled, some of them are being fulfilled right now, and some will be fulfilled in the near future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible. If you are a keen student of the Bible or just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are just for you. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table Land Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number 11 and at question 5. Question 5. In the scriptures, what does the Sabbath represent? In Ezekiel 20 verse 12 it says, Moreover, I also gave them my Sabbaths, to be a sign between them and me, and they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. The seventh-day Sabbath is important because it is rich in symbolic meaning. The Sabbath is a sign or symbol representing God as our Creator and Redeemer. If we keep the Bible Sabbath, we are signifying that we a. believe and trust in a created God. The Sabbath is a special day for us to worship the created God, to remember that we were made in God's image, and as such we have great value to God. The Sabbath openly rejects evolution. It lifts up a powerful creator God who designed and created something from nothing, through the power of His Word. And B. Believing in salvation through Christ, not works. God completed His works and rested on the Sabbath. We keep the seventh-day Sabbath as a symbol of resting from the impossible task of trying to work our way to heaven. And C. Having a living relationship with God. God says that the Sabbath is a sign of sanctification. Just as he made the seventh day holy, now God takes the responsibility of making us holy also. We need to spend quality time with Jesus, trusting in his creative power. Our lives will change to become like his. ND, are loyal to God. God has singled out a specific day of the week. He asks us to keep it holy and rest during this day. Those who keep the Sabbath trust God's word and demonstrate their loyalty to him through loving worship and obedience. And this leads us on to question six. Was the Sabbath made just for the Jews? Mark 2 verse 27 tells us, And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Jesus clearly says that the Sabbath was made for man, not just for Jews. The Sabbath is the Lord's day. Indeed, Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made to remind us of our Creator God, a God who created Australians, Chinese, Africans, and Americans, not just Jews. Yeah, you're right. And did you know the Sabbath was created thousands of years before any Jews existed? And it is called the Sabbath of the Lord your God in Exodus chapter 20, verse 10 that we read earlier. It is not just the Jewish Sabbath. It is God's Sabbath. The Sabbath is a special gift to everyone who wants to have an intimate relationship with Him. So question number seven is probably what you're thinking right now. Which day of the week is the Sabbath? We find this answer in a passage between Luke chapter 23 and verse 52 and chapter 24 and verse 2. And the Bible reads, This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen, and laid it in a tomb that was honed out of the rock, where no one had ever laid before. That day was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew near. 
And the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after, and they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. And then they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oils, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandments. And now reading from Luke chapter 24. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. The Bible is clear. The day before the Sabbath is called the preparation day. The day after the Sabbath is the first day of the week. Therefore, the Sabbath is the seventh day of the week. Jesus died on Good Friday. He rested in the tomb on the Sabbath and rose again on Easter Sunday. The Sabbath day of the Bible is Saturday. It is important to note in Luke's record that the woman kept the Sabbath according to the commandment. This gospel was written nearly 30 years after the resurrection. If there had been a change in the day of worship, then this would have been an ideal time for Luke to record it. Instead, he simply confirms the seventh-day Sabbath commandment. A simple look into the various languages of the world also demonstrates that Saturday is the Sabbath. In over 150 languages of the world, the word that is currently used for Saturday means the Sabbath. To illustrate, the German word Samstag means the Sabbath's day. The Spanish word Sabado means Sabbath. The French word Samedi means Sabbath day. And the Italian word Sabato means Sabbath. Wow, that is really interesting. And did you know, the Jews have been keeping the Saturday Sabbath of the Bible for thousands of years. A study from the encyclopedia or the dictionary will show that the Sabbath is Saturday. Religious leaders from all different religions agree that the Sabbath of the Bible is Saturday. Here are just a few examples. Our first example is found in Catholicism for dummies. So basically, Saturday is the Sabbath day. It's the last day of the week, the seventh day, and the day on which God rested after six days of creation. Even modern calendars have Saturday as the last day of the week and Sunday as the first day of the new week. A quote from the Anglican Manual of Christian Doctrine on page 127 says, Is there any command in the New Testament to change the day of weekly rest from Saturday to Sunday? The answer they gave was none. And just one more quote. This is from Dr. Edward Hisco, who was the author of the Baptist Manual. And he said, There was and is a commandment to keep holy the Sabbath day. But the Sabbath day was not Sunday. It will be said, however, and with some show of triumph, that the Sabbath was transferred from the seventh to the first day of the week. Where can the record of such transaction be found? Not in the New Testament, absolutely not. There is no scriptural evidence of the change of the Sabbath institution from the seventh to the first day of the week. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP11 with no spaces to 04888838831 for the PDF of today's study guide. So text SOP11 with no spaces to 04888838831. Today we are on study guide 11, titled Rest for the Soul. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Table and Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Sydney Wolverton with Anchor Your Soul. Thankful God hasn't let me go Cause I've let Him go many times He 
keeps amazing me with how he's changing me I'm holding on this time and I keep on telling myself Don't dig up what you've sowed in faith Don't give up what won't be replaced Your life means more than you would ever know Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are exploring the Bible to find out how to get rest for our soul. Today we have read from the Bible that God had a plan to help us rest from our busy and stressful lives. He knew that we could not work 24-7, so He created a day and set it apart for us to rest our body, mind, and soul. We have learned from the Bible that God set aside a day for us to rest in Him, and He called it the Sabbath of the Lord, and that is a day that is for every human being. The Bible also showed us that when we keep the Sabbath of the Lord, that it shows trust and loyalty to the God who created all things, that we rest in Jesus and trust in Him for salvation, and it gives us a quality time to build a relationship with our Creator. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table and Explorers. 
or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We're on study number 11 and at question number 8. Question 8. Which day did Jesus keep holy? We see the answer to this in Luke 4 verse 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. When Jesus was here on earth, he was in the custom or habit of Sabbath observance and attending a worship service on that day. The Bible tells us that Jesus is our example in all things, particularly in relation to obedience to the Ten Commandments. Question 9 says, Did Jesus teach that Sabbath keeping should be observed after his crucifixion? Matthew 24.20 says, And pray that your flight may not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. While predicting the impending destruction of Jerusalem, Jesus asked his people to pray that they would not need to flee from their enemy on the Sabbath. This destruction took place in 70 AD, many years after the life and death of Jesus. It is clear from this statement that Jesus expected and supported his people keeping the Sabbath many years after his death. Question 10. Did the Apostle Paul keep the Sabbath and worship on the Sabbath with both Jews and Gentiles? Acts 13.42-44 says, So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the congregation had broken up, many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. From these verses we can see that the Apostle Paul was a Sabbath keeper. Yeah, and you know, he along with all the other apostles worshipped on the Sabbath with both Jews and Gentiles. If there was no synagogue in town, Paul would meet by the riverside with the Gentiles. Yes, and here he would pray and share the scriptures on the Sabbath day. The Sabbath was certainly a day of worship for the early Christian church. This leads us into question 11. What promise is made to those who return to keeping the Bible Sabbath? We see the answer to this in Isaiah 58, 13 and 14, and this says, If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honourable, and shall honour him not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth, and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken." What a wonderful promise. God tells us that if we stop neglecting and trampling all over the Sabbath, He will lift us into a beautiful experience of joy and fulfillment. It will feel as if we are flying high, riding on the high hills of the earth. Yeah, you're right. You know, the Sabbath is a delightful day where we can forget about the stresses of life. We can focus on spending quality time with Jesus and helping other people. Question 12. On which day will the redeemed worship God in the new earth? This answer can be found in Isaiah 66, verses 22 and 23. And the Bible says, For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another, All flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. In the new earth, God's people will still come together to worship him on the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created before man sinned in Eden. 
As such, it was kept by God and sinless humanity. God has asked his people to keep the Sabbath throughout the life of this sinful planet, and once again he will experience the Sabbath with us in the new earth. Here are some key points relating to the Sabbath. The Sabbath was kept by God at creation. The Sabbath was confirmed at Sinai in the Ten Commandments. The Sabbath was honoured by God's people. The Sabbath was exalted by Jesus. The Sabbath was established in Christianity by the disciples. The Sabbath will be kept for eternity. We have an awesome free offer for you today, so save this number into your phone, 04888-8831. That's 04888-8831 and wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Matt and Josie Minicus with Temple of Time. God took six days and created earth and moon and stars and sun. On the seventh day he rested from the work that he had done. Then he blessed it, made it holy as a gift for Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are exploring the Bible to find out how to get rest for our soul. Today we have read from the Bible that God has a plan to help us rest from our busy and stressful lives. 
He knew we could not work 24-7, so he created a day and set it apart for us to rest our body, mind, and soul. We have learned from the Bible that the seventh day of the week, Saturday, is the day God set aside for us to rest in Him, and He called it the Sabbath of the Lord, and that this day is for every human being. The Bible also showed us that when we keep the Sabbath of the Lord, that it shows trust and loyalty to God who created all things, that we rest in Jesus and trust Him for salvation, and it gives us quality time to build a relationship with our Creator. This day is so important to God that in the heart of His law of love and liberty, He asked us to remember it. And God promises that as a result of keeping His Sabbath, we will be blessed and have rest for our soul. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number 11 and at question 13. Question 13 of our study says, How should we keep the Sabbath according to the Bible? We find this answer in Exodus chapter 20 and verses 8 to 11. And the Bible says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servant nor your female servant nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The Sabbath is the most enjoyable day of the week. It's a day to forget about the headaches and stress of work and spend a full day in rest and relationship with Jesus. The Bible says that even when work gets really busy, we need to still put God first and keep the Sabbath day holy. The Sabbath is to be kept for 24 hours from sunset Friday night to sunset Saturday night. It is like a park in time, an area of sanity and peace with God while protected from the stress of life. The Sabbath is a day to spend getting to know God better through studying His Word, prayer and worship at church. It is a day where family and friends can meet together and enjoy each other's company in a spiritual setting. It is a great day to spend in God's nature or helping other people who may be sick or discouraged. Jesus gave the ideal example of keeping the Sabbath. He went to worship God at the local church. He healed people of physical illness and also restored spiritual health to people. This leads us into question 14. Does it really matter which day is kept as the Sabbath? And we see in Deuteronomy 4 verse 2, You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commands of the Lord your God which I command you. Acts 5.29 tells us, But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. There are some Christians who keep Saturday as a rest day. Others rest and worship on Sundays. There are sincere loving Christians in both groups. However, most people never stop to ask God which day is correct according to the Bible. You may be thinking, well, does it really matter? What's the difference? Which day? As long as I keep a day. Surely it wouldn't matter which day I choose to keep holy. After all, any day will do. Isn't it just a day? When it comes to man-made memorials or anniversaries such as Anzac Day, Independence Day, or a wedding anniversary... It is vital that they take place on the specific day relevant to the issue being celebrated or remembered. No one would suggest any day will do. The Sabbath was put in place not by a human government, but by the Lord God Almighty. 
This is a specific day that God has established each week for us to think back and celebrate the love and power of our Creator God. Yeah, you're right. And you know, it is a dangerous thing for us to try and alter and express command of God. When God says something, He means it. In fact, God is always very particular when He asks us to do something or not to do something. To illustrate, in the Garden of Eden, God told Adam and Eve they could eat from any tree except one. God specified that one tree. He did not give them liberty to choose any tree they wanted. In the same way, God did not say we could choose any day we wanted as an anniversary of His creation. We simply demonstrate our devotion to Him by obedience. Now, in Eden, the devil came along in the form of a beautiful serpent and suggested to Eve that God didn't really mean what He said. And when it came to eating food, any tree will do. After all, all trees are alike. What's the difference? A tree is a tree, and the tree was not poisonous. Adam and Eve did not die because of poison. The issue was obedience, not the tree. In the same way, the issue of the Sabbath is obedience, not the day. Unfortunately, this whole world today is in the mess it is because Adam and Eve used their own reasoning above the express command of God. And you know, some people believe that the Christian Sabbath is Sunday in honor of the resurrection of Jesus. There is not the slightest evidence of this in the Word of God. By that reasoning, why not keep Friday in honor of the crucifixion? According to the Bible, breaking the Ten Commandments is a sin, and we see this in 1 John 3 verse 4. Misguided men have attempted to change the Sabbath to Sunday. However, when it comes to the Sabbath day, the best way to honor God is to obey God rather than obey men. God wants you to keep the seventh day Saturday Sabbath of the Bible. Question 15. Will God's church of the last days be keeping the seventh day Sabbath of the Ten Commandments? Revelation 12 verse 17 says, And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. God's last day church will possess the beautiful harmony of obedience and faith in Jesus. Throughout scripture, it has always been Jesus and the commandments that are the foundation for the church. Those who are ready and waiting for Jesus to come will be those who love Jesus supremely and demonstrate their love through keeping all of His commandments. One of these commandments is the beautiful gift of the Sabbath. This is a perpetual symbol of God's creative power and grace for humanity. We have an awesome free offer for you today, so save this number in your phone. 04888-80831 That's 04888-80831 And wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Carly Fletcher with Come and Worship. Come worship the Lord who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. For He is the one who created all things and calls us to rest from our labor Each Sabbath He calls us aside To come rest in Him and abide It's time to come back to 
Welcome back to Table and Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. And today, we have explored the Bible to find out how to get rest for our soul. We have read from the Bible that God had a plan to help us rest from our busy and stressful lives. He knew we could not work 24-7, so He created a day and set it apart for us to rest our body, mind and soul. We have learned from the Bible that the seventh day of the week, Saturday, is the day God set aside for us to rest in Him, and He called it the Sabbath of the Lord, and that day is for every human being. The Bible also shows us that when we keep the Sabbath of the Lord, that it shows trust and loyalty to the God who created all things, that we rest in Jesus and trust Him for salvation, and it gives us quality time to build a relationship with our Creator. This day is so important to God that in the heart of His law of love and liberty, He asks us to remember it. And God promises that as a result of keeping His Sabbath, that we will be blessed and have rest for our soul. Our study revealed to us today that the Sabbath was created during the creation week. It was commanded at Sinai, 
Jesus and his disciples kept it. Today, God's people will keep it, and that we will keep the Sabbath in heaven forever. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. Alright guys, so there's three points that I'd like for us to take away from our study today. And these three points are, God made and kept the Sabbath. The seventh day, Saturday, is the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is important because it represents God as our Creator and Redeemer. What do you think? Do you think these are the three main points that we've sort of learnt from our study today? Yeah, the Sabbath is just so important. Like, people are forgetting it. Mm. And the Bible specifically says that we need to remember the Sabbath. So these are definitely the three points to remember. I think these are definitely important points to remember. And we know all throughout the Bible that God was the Creator of the Sabbath and that Mm. He set the example by keeping it. Yeah, you're both right, and I really think these three points really sum up our whole study today. So hopefully us here in the studio and those that are listening can really adapt these principles to our lives and let the Sabbath change our lives. We have learned that God made it and He kept the Sabbath, that the Sabbath is actually Saturday, the seventh day of the week, and that the Sabbath is a memorial to creation and redemption. This reminds me of a story. On one occasion, a man stood before a crowd and took a piece of red cloth and burnt it publicly. There was no reaction from the crowd. They just thought he was a bit strange. But then he took out a blue piece of cloth and proceeded to burn that cloth also. Once again, there was very little reaction. He then took out a white piece of cloth. He showed the cloth to the crowd and burnt the white cloth. By now, the crowd thought this must be a joke. They weren't upset, just bemused. They laughed and scoffed at the man. The same man then took out the flag of New Zealand in front of hundreds of people and the man burnt the flag and trod all over it. Now the crowd was so upset that they attacked him and the authorities threw him in jail. What made the difference? After all, the flag was just a few pieces of cloth sewn together. Some white cloth, some blue cloth, some red cloth. The man argued that one piece of cloth is the same as any other piece of cloth. But when these colours are formed to make the New Zealand flag, the symbolic meaning becomes enormous. That flag represents New Zealand and all that it holds to be important. In what ways do you think this story illustrates the importance of the Seventh-day Sabbath? I think it really shows us that, you know, the Sabbath is, yeah, it is a day, but it's a different day to every other day of the week. Mm, You know, we've learned that God sanctified and blessed this day. So that 24 hours is different to every other day of the week Mm. because of what God had done. This story shows that people look at every day of the week in the same way. And that's why we can see that so many people worship on different days of the week. However, we see in the story that when all the cloths are put together, it becomes really important. Yeah, so it's like when we understand what God had done on that day, that day becomes important. Yeah. So reflecting back on our study, why do you think the Sabbath is so important to God? Yeah, I think this day is so important to God because it was the day that He rested after creating everything. And he was excited about that day, and I believe he wanted to share that excitement with us. Yeah, that's right, Mm. because after we have had a whole week of work, just like how God worked to create the world, Mm. he knows how much we need that rest. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that it's important because that is the day that he set aside for us to honor him as our creator and our redeemer. You know, and because this day is so important to God, like in what ways can you prepare for the Sabbath during the week? 
Well, during the week, you can prepare by finishing off your assignments or anything else you need to have done before the Sabbath so mm. that you can just enjoy the Sabbath day with God and rest. Yeah, for sure. I think you need to work hard in the week and get all of your work done during the week so you don't have to worry about doing it over the Sabbath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I think like for me, you know, preparing for Sabbath is important. You want to make sure that everything is done. Just like if you were preparing for a birthday party or for people to come over for dinner, right? Everything is done before they get here. You know, the Sabbath is something that comes around each week and we need to prepare for it because it is a day for us to just stop what we're doing and just remember what God has done for us. You know, in our study, we learned that the Sabbath is to be a delight, right? So how can we ensure that the Sabbath is seen as enjoyable and not just a list of do's and don'ts? Well, I think if we get our work done during the week, uh, we mm. can have that time in freedom to spend with God and just relaxing. And I think if we devote the Sabbath day to Him and worship Him on that day, it definitely won't be boring. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to go into the Sabbath with a positive mindset. Mm. If we go in thinking that it's going to be boring, it's going to be boring. Yeah, it will. So if we go into the Sabbath thinking that God has set apart this one day, we've had every mm. other day to do what we needed to do, and we just get to enjoy this one day with Him. Mm. Yeah, you're so right. And, you know, for me, it's also the way we say things. Like, mm. you know, there's things we choose not to do on Sabbath, right? And so for us, if I go, you know, I don't want to watch secular TV in Sabbath, right? Yeah. Sometimes as a child, I would say, oh, I can't do that. Mm, but it's yeah. not so much I can't, it's more I'm choosing not to. Mm. So it's the way we talk as well. Yeah. Because I remember a friend of mine said, no, what, so you just can't do this, you can't do that? And I'm like, well, actually, no, when I say can't, I'm choosing not to. Like, yeah. as in, yeah. hey, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. Mm, I um, don't want to do that on the Sabbath. Yeah. yeah. And I think to stop these do's and don'ts, it's the way of wording things mm, exactly. for us. And going, hey, this is how I want to keep the Sabbath. This is how I'm going to spend the day with God. And so it's just, yeah, wording it differently. Yeah, I think it's about you and your relationship with God. Mm, That's right. Because, you know, we have learned through our study that there's certain things the Bible says we shouldn't and shouldn't do. Mm. And that's just what the Bible says. And then there's ways that we go, well, how are we going to set this day apart? How are we going to make this day special between me and God? So we have reached the end of our study and because at the end of each study, we like to respond to what we have learnt. And the response question for us in the studio today and for you, for those of you that are listening, um, our question is, do you desire to rest in God's creative power and strengthen your relationship with Him through regularly keeping the Sabbath day holy? For me, I would like to say yes to that. I want to continue my relationship with Jesus and keeping His Sabbath holy. Yes, I certainly agree. Yes, Sam. That's awesome. I was so proud that's what you guys want to agree to. And for you, those that are listening, um, I hope that is something you've um, decided to do or at least considering to do. And if you have any questions about today's study or what it means to keep the Sabbath, then you can get hold of us by emailing us at tablelandexplorers at gmail.com. And we'll try and reply back to you as soon as we can. As we finish up our study, I just want to ask if Hayden, would you like to pray for us as we close up? Yes, certainly. Dear God, thank you for the opportunity today to study your word and to learn more about your Sabbath day. Thank you that you made this day that we can relax on it and that we can grow closer to you on this day. Please, dear Lord, throughout the rest of this week, help us to reflect on what we've learned throughout this Bible study. Thank you for all of our listeners that have been listening, and I pray that they all got something out of that. Please bless them and please be with us also in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
It has come to the time in the show to give you the code word for today's free offer. Today we're giving away the book Hidden Sabbath Truth. This book re-examines the Sabbath day in a brand new light, bringing a fresh, exhilarating and biblical perspective that will reignite your passion for God's holy day. It's also a powerful sharing tool that connects the Sabbath with Christ's work of redemption and to the creation of the new heavens and new earth, drawing other believers in a way that will fascinate and convict them of this vital Bible truth. If you would like this book to help you understand the Sabbath more, then text the code hashtag TE23. Text that code to 048888831, and our Faith FM bot will take down your details and we will get this book to you as soon as we can. We have a box full to give away, so if you want one, then you'll get one. The code again is hashtag TE23. Text that code to 048888831 to get your free copy of the book, Hidden Sabbath Truth. Our next study is called The Symbol of the Sun. The sun and its life-giving rays became the universal religious symbol. This symbol can be seen in the architecture of virtually every ancient civilization of the world. In the early church, there was a clear distinction between God's people and the surrounding pagan nations. Those who followed the Creator God worshipped on the seventh-day Sabbath, honouring their Creator. The pagans worshipped on the first day of the week, honouring the sun. Then why do many Christians today worship on the same day as the pagans? Did the Sabbath change from Saturday to Sunday? And if so, was it a command from the Bible or was it a command from man? Join us next week as we explore the Bible to see if the Sabbath really was changed and how the symbol of the sun crept into the Christian church. Also, we will discover the truth behind one of the greatest deceptions and cover-ups throughout history. You don't want to miss this study. Thanks for tuning in today to Table and Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about on the show today, we want to encourage you to pray and ask God for clarity and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalms 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. God bless you and we'll catch you next time. 